0: As your kids get older, you're going to have to probably adapt your parenting approach a bit. And today, we're going to be looking at those changes, specifically offering encouragement to moms who are in the middle age season of life. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our parenting team here at Focus on the Family. And we're going to hear now a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Lisa Jo Baker and Gene Daly. Uh, they shared about the season of midlife and what it's like to be a parent now and how they've had to change over time.
1: Lisa Joe, welcome to Focus again.
2: I'm so happy to be back.
1: It's great. And of course, Jean is merely a teenager. <laughs> but I thought she could give us some, you know, insights on midlife. Barely
2: in the yeah. middle years. I'm surprised
1: I even thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's so good to have you here too. Well, it's always a pleasure being here. It's so much fun, uh, Lisa. Joe, let's ask that question. What is the definition of the midlife, the middle years? Who, who are we?
2: I, I'm, I'm guessing it depends on who you ask, right? Mm-hmm. So. I think it could be by age, but it could just be by stage. I've had women that are in their late 20s tell me, I feel like I'm in midlife right now just because I have kids that are so much older that are going into high school or college. And then there are moms who started later in life, and so they might be in their 40s by the time their kids are heading into high school or graduating high school. So, I mean, I do think it's one of those things your internal barometer (laughs) nudges you and you get that feeling. You wake up one morning and you think to yourself, oh, I'm not at the beginning anymore. I'm <laughs> in the
1: middle. That's so true. I think that hit me at 50. That feels like the middle of something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, let's dive into your story, Lisa Joe. Uh, you describe how in these middle years, uh, you tend to be more concerned about the comfort of your clothing rather than the size. <laughs> I know. And that's definitely true even for guys right what yeah. fits and what's comfortable mm-hmm.
2: right right i mean it really hit me one morning when i was going to my closet and there are a pair of jeans i bought once upon a time in prague and my husband and i i mean right that tells you right there that's, tells you. Not, they're not really midlife jeans but my husband and i had taken a trip a lost trip just the two of us before we had kids and we'd gone to prague and there was this beautiful little store i got this pair of jeans and i looked at them and I felt like the jeans were looking back at me and telling me there's not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about those jeans, and I thought about trying to fit into them. And instead, I reached for a pair of comfy sweatpants um, or different-sized jeans. And I realized in that moment, though, I wasn't sad. I didn't miss that version of myself. I had a new kind of contentment with the stage I was in now. And I think about this body that grew these three humans that live in my home now and how it has changed <laughs> over the years. And I realized I, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't trade what I have now for those prog jeans. And maybe, listen, maybe one day I'm going to wear those jeans again. I'm, I'm not saying I'm never.
1: You're betting on it.
2: But at the same <laughs> time, there's just a sense of peace with this age and stage I am now. You know, those jeans represent me before I had kids, before I knew what it was like to deal with difficult teenagers, before I'd been married 20 years. So I love those jeans they tell a love story but my sweatpants tell a whole different kind
1: of love story (laughs) Jean are you relating to this absolutely absolutely every pair of pants I own right now don't have a real zipper; they're oh. just stretchy. Glory
2: hallelujah! That's
1: practical. Nothing will break. Right? So Somebody came go. up with a great idea, <laughs> man. Forget that. Uh, Lisa, Joe, you struggled with the idea of feeling beautiful as a woman since you were a teenager. Some mm. people are probably hearing an accent. You're from South Africa. Mm-hmm. So speak to that struggle and so many women uh, who have that similar struggle.
2: Sure, because there's all these messages bombarding us from culture about what beauty means, what beauty looks like. There's this one standard of beauty. And I have a daughter. And so after two sons and having a daughter, it suddenly became really important to me to figure out, like, what do I do about this whole beauty conversation? And I wonder if in childhood, a lot of us, Jean, I'd be interested if you've had an experience like this. But when we're little, when we're tweens or teens, we can be shaped by the things people say to us. And I remember being 16 and driving in the car with my mom. And it was the season of Miss South Africa, you know. And I remember telling her, Mom, one day I am going to be Miss South Africa. And she looked over at me with just tenderness and the love of a mom and then said words I wish she could take back. (laughs) She said, Oh, my darling, I think you're beautiful. Just not in that way
3: <laughs> yeah
2: oh. right like what a zinger so that stays with you and it starts to define part of who you are and having a daughter now what I've realized is important is that beauty is, is in the eye of the heavenly beholder like God names everything that he made good and he talks about everything being beautiful in Ecclesiastes and I now as a mom of a daughter I remember a moment where when she was a toddler she was talking about her little tummy you know how toddlers have like a little chubby belly (laughs) and she was really worried and concerned about it and i took her outside and we have these giant oak trees in our yard and they're hundreds of years old but they start with a tiny chubby little acorn right and i showed her the acorn and i said This is what your belly is like. Everything God knows that you need to grow is packed into you, and he is going to stretch it up Mm. and grow you into one of these big trees. And none of these trees, I promise you, leans over and whispers to another tree, you know, do these pants make me look... XYZ. Like, how do you, what do you think of this bark? Like, am I okay? No, these trees are mighty and beautiful and they give us shade and they've lived hundreds of years and they tell long stories about weathering storms. And so now when I think about beauty, I define it differently. I mean, sure, there are parts of us looking in the mirror that we want to feel comfortable and beautiful, but strength, kindness, joy, courage, faithfulness, all of these are elements of beauty that are packed into that little acorn that we we grow out of. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's really good. What a great way to explain it to a young person. Well, Lisa Joe, and Jean Daly certainly were transparent in that conversation, and I appreciate that. Danny, um, how about your wife, Heather? How has she had to adjust as she and the kids have aged, if you will?
3: Yeah, levels of energy are different. Let's say that, and that's a reality of, of life that uh, you need more sleep. Uh, and really, I've heard from her. Man, I feel more tired now this time, and so she's had to make that adjustment. And for sometimes, for her, it's a disappointment. Uh, she feels like she's not doing as much as she would want to do. But I have heard her say she's gained more perspective. Mm. She has said what she know with what she knows now. She would have done things differently. So she's gained some great wisdom along the way. It's not out of shame, but out of better understanding and a different perspective. And she's applying that to her relationship with our son, Alex, and with Lexi. And I've seen her make adjustments in that intentionality in her relationship with our son and daughter and the one-on-one time and things that she's doing. I love, love seeing that and one of the tea things that I had, you know, the little tea sayings that yes, you get, yes. it said, accept who you are in this moment, but acknowledge who you want to become. Mm. But that's important for us, as it, any of us, uh, mom or dad, it's in midlife. Just be at peace with who you are in the moment and continue to pursue wanting to become more like Christ, still have goals, don't lose the energy of still dreaming. And be all in mm-hmm. with your relationships and family.
0: Yeah, that's good perspective. And uh, if you want more encouragement in this season of life, be sure to request a copy of the book by Lisa Joe Baker when you get in touch with us. Make a donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll send the middle matters to you as our way of uh, expressing our appreciation for your support. Also, we'll link over to an article called Breaking Free of Midlife Boundaries, which is one of a number of articles we have addressing this topic and this season. Uh, look for the show notes to have all the details. We'll hear more from Lisa Joe, and Gene next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.